We want to welcome you back to Search the Scriptures today. We just appreciate so much all of you listening to this program. Many of you on a daily basis, or near to it at least, many of you are only able to listen here and there, depending on what your schedule allows. Some of you may be listening for the very first time. We appreciate every single one of our listeners, no matter how often or how infrequently you might have the opportunity to listen. We care about you, we really do, we pray for you, and we pray diligently for you. We pray that you are, through this program, coming to learn God's word better. And since faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, we believe that is a vital part of your growth spiritually. And as you continue to grow in your faith, as you learn God's word better, we pray that you're coming closer and closer to him and that you're getting to the point where you're going to be able to make the right decision as to what you're going to do about following God, God's way. We do hope and we pray that this program is being a blessing to you and we pray that you'll continue to listen and encourage others to do so and we'd love to hear from you as well. You can always receive a copy of today's program or any of the programs and search the scriptures for free on CD just by asking for them. We'll take care of the postage as well. We'll give you the information how to contact us at the end of the program today. Good to be back with my brothers to study with us today, Dennis Stackhouse and Dwayne Kennedy. Dwayne, good to be with you, brother. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you and with Dennis as well. You know, speaking to our listening audience, we appreciate you so much here on Search the Scriptures and here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Dennis and Gary and I have a chance to discuss our responses sometimes to the radio program, and I'm always encouraged and quite impressed uh, with the way some of you respond, hearing about how you visit us, how you pick up the free Bible studies, and how you listen to us. And it's nice to know that there are some of you who listen in various ways, including if you are doing some other task and you have the opportunity to hear our program. All of that's encouraging, knowing that you are listening to our program and responding. And I encourage you to continue, and we will make the best effort we can to provide you with God's word if you will accept it. Dennis? Thank you, Duane and Gary. Yeah, it's certainly my pleasure to be with both of you on the program today as well. I really, you know, when I think about this, I really feel humbled that you've given me the opportunity to be with you and to share God's word with our listening audience, which we're delighted that you're tuned in to the station today. And, you know, I think in, in considering that, it's a good piece of advice for all of our listeners that we really need to do humble ourselves when we come to God's word. His word is the ultimate authority for us on a spiritual basis. It's binding, it's authoritative. We are not to change it by taking away from it or adding to it. We simply need to adhere to it and to obey it to the best of our abilities. And hopefully as you're listening to search the scriptures, that concept is coming through to you. It is so vitally important. It really is. Again, as we've tried to emphasize over and over again throughout our broadcasting, God's word is vital to our faith because that mm -hmm. really is how we develop our faith, through right. studying mm -hmm. and paying attention to, understanding, and then properly applying the teachings of God's word. That's right. Romans 10 and verse 17. 
Now, speaking along that line, we are continuing in a series of studies talking about some verses to live by. This is really kind of a simple kind of study, just uh, goes along and, and picks up on several different rather pointed scriptures that give us some vital and valuable insight into how to live our lives faithfully before God on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. We've gone back and we've looked at it, passages from the Old Testament, such as Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23, where R- Moses warned the people of the tribes of Reuben and Gad, your sins will find you out if you don't follow through with what you have said you would do. Mm-hmm. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, where at the end of the conquest of the promised land, Joshua called the people of Israel together and he challenged them, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In Numbers chapter six, verses 24 through 26, we read about how we need to actively seek God's blessings upon our daily life. If anybody thinks they can live life without God's help and protection and guidance and encouragement, boy, you're just sadly mistaken. Without his blessings, God controls the very air supply, doesn't he? Yes, he sure does. And we need him with us. And if you think you Mm -hmm. can make it without him, again, you're just sadly mistaken. We noted at the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, where after Solomon had gone through a long list of all the things he had tried to find happiness and and, uh, fulfillment and enrichment in life, and then found all of those places, those things to be vanity, he finally concluded, fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. Mm -hmm. We also noted in Micah chapter six, verse eight, where we're admonished to humbly walk with your God. Mm -hmm. Very important for us to understand, not only that we need to walk with God, but that we need to walk with God in the proper mindset and that is humbly. Mm -hmm. In Matthew chapter six, verses 33 and 34, Jesus in a text that deals with the necessities of life says, seek God first and, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And so we need to seek his kingdom first Mm -hmm. and his righteousness and all these things Jesus says will be added to us. In Philippians 4, verses 12 and 13, Paul talked about how he understood how to have to live life when things weren't going very well. And he also understood how to live life when things seemed to be going just great. But the key was, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, we want to look at another passage here that, again, gives us, I think, some valuable insight as to how to live life on a daily basis successfully right. from a spiritual perspective. And that is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Dwayne, how about reading that for us? Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. You know that's one of the shortest verses in the entire Bible? Yeah, I was thinking about that as I was looking at it. And yet very long on instruction, isn't it? Yes. Pray without ceasing. I know that a lot of the 
the uh, people listening today could probably say, well, I know a shorter verse. Jesus wept, you know. <laughs> well, the one above it is shorter. <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, rejoice always. But this is one of the shorter verses in the entire Bible, and yet it is long and ongoing in instruction. Right. Pray without ceasing. Fellas, how do you suppose people make it on a day-to-day -day basis without turning to God in prayer? Well, they certainly make it without trusting him. And in a, in a sense, that is, they are not making it to heaven. Well, you know, I think that somebody who doesn't turn to God in prayer is probably living a life that is either woefully neglectful, just unthoughted, or they have taken up a lifestyle of self-dependence where they think they could do it on their own. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that self-sufficient attitude is really destructive. Uh, you know, in thinking about this, Gary, it just occurred to me that a prayerless Christian would be a contradiction of terms. And then you try to, to think about that for one who is living their life outside of Christ, and it seems like it's even worse. Someone who has never devoted themselves or committed themselves to following God they don't see the need for prayer. And of course, with that being the case, they can never tap into God's power when they need it. What a blessing it is to have prayer that God has said, hey, y'all can talk to me. Right. Anytime, any day, anywhere, basically. And I'll be there and I'll always answer the phone. Now that doesn't mean he'll always give us what we ask for. He knows best. But he's always there to listen, isn't he? It you is know. a blessing, Gary. You are exactly right. It's a privilege uh, to be able to approach the throne of our creator, who always has been and always will be the all-powerful, the almighty God. It is a privilege to just have a God that we can, or who is so approachable and who is tuning in to our requests. Yes, yes. Yeah, it really is. And, and you think about that, and you're right, Gary, what a blessing, because here the God, the creator, the sustainer of the universe is indicating that he's interested in each one of us individually. Now, isn't that awesome? It really is. It really is. You know, and I, I was thinking about something the Hebrews writer said in chapter 4 and verse 16 of that letter. Speaking about prayer, he said, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So that tells me we can have confidence in coming before God, knowing that he's going to hear us. Yes. Now, in 1 John chapter 5, I want to ask Dwayne if he'd turn over there and get ready to read that in just a moment. It talks to us about the confidence that we can have in our prayer relationship with God if we are walking faithfully with him. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, what does that say there, Dwight? Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that 
He hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now, as Dennis said a few moments ago, God cares about every one of us. He does. He wants yes. to listen to every one of us as we pray to him. Right. Now, he also, he, he has given us promises that he will respond to our prayers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we might ask for something that is amiss, that is not according to his will, and he might say no, but he, that doesn't mean he's not listening. He's listening and he is responding. Mm-hmm. Remember that the Apostle Paul prayed three times that some kind of physical problem in his life be removed, and he was told, no, mm-hmm. my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. But that, the fact that he was not granted his request did not mean that he wasn't listened to. He was listened to. Paul mm-hmm. said, I was told no. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. And you know what we have to conclude from that, Gary, is that removing the thorn in the flesh was not part of God's will. That's right. You know, there in that 14th verse of 1 John 5, the really important phrase is, if we ask anything according to his will. That's important. Yeah. Sometimes we try to push God's will aside and replace it with our will. Yes. And some people, they'll pray for something and they won't receive what they're asking for. And they're thinking perhaps that, well, that means God's not listening. Right. Or God doesn't care. Or God's being mean. Mm-hmm. Or God doesn't exist. In some yes. cases, yes. yes. But none of those are true. No, they're not. Of course. God knows best. Mm-hmm. God knows best. And also, and this is a subject for another study, we need to understand that God does not necessarily choose to listen to prayers prayed by people who are living in sin. Mm-hmm. Now that really bothers some people. You know, some people think they can live any old kind of lifestyle they want and at whatever whim they can drop down on their knees and pray to God and God's supposed to listen to their mm-hmm. prayer. Right. The scriptures are pretty repeated indicating that that's not necessarily the case. We need to understand that. You know, at the end of the listing of the Christian armor, when Paul talks about uh, the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and having your waist girded with truth and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and all of that, the helmet of salvation, he concludes all of that in verse eight, the beginning of verse 18 saying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Praying always. When you put on all of these pieces of armor that God has designed to equip us to effectively resist the temptations and the trials and tribulations that the devil might throw against us, he says, now, remember to pray too. That's right. Remember to pray. Mm-hmm. Put that along with your list of pieces of the Christian armor. Mm-hmm. Let's look at another passage here, and that is James chapter 5 and verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. What does it mean by the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much? Well, I I don't know if it answers the question, Gary, but I like the way the New American Standard renders that verse. 
it says the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Yes. Yes. And I think that's what the idea is being portrayed for us there. And you know, the Revised Standard Version, and I, I really have some problems with the Revised Standard Version and its newer revisions. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really think they've done terrible damage to the, to the original uh, text there. But when you go back to the original Revised Standard Version, it says the effect, you know, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man. It might leave out fervent there, I'm not sure. But anyway, it concludes with has great power in its effect. Mm -hmm. And that goes along again with what you said, the American yes. Standard Version That's right. renders that. Mm -hmm. The idea is that our, pow our prayers are powerful mm -hmm. if we're right with God, not because we're so powerful, but because we're praying to the creator of the universe, right. and he is all-powerful. Mm -hmm. right. So as we pray to him according to his will, we're tapping into his power. Mm -hmm. And you know, James goes on and illustrates that in the next verse for us. Speaking yes. about the power of prayer, and he references Elijah in verse 17 of that fifth chapter. He said, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, we're not talking about someone superhuman. You know, this is a flesh and blood individual just like we are. Right. And he goes on, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And of course, we understand that this occurred because Elijah was tapping into God's power and was walking in accordance with his desires. Yes, he was actually sent by God mm -hmm. to make that pronouncement, to give yes, that warning. He was. But then, of course, Elijah's relationship with God was vital mm -hmm. in the whole scenario, wasn't it? No question about it. Prayer is powerful. Again, not because we have the power inherent within us, but it's because of the power of the one who is our heavenly father mm -hmm. by virtue of our relationship with him through Jesus Christ. That's right. And you know, you can think about that uh, in a similar way when you look at the miracles that we have recorded in the New Testament. Now, there are many occasions when God uses human instruments to perform a miracle. Right. In other words, his power is being demonstrated through a human being. And it's not that the human being has the power within himself or herself to do that, which is impossible. It's simply that God is using them. And I think it's the same thing we see in what you're talking about with respect to prayer. Yes, and that's of course a good you're point, talking about. Dennis, because most of the Bible people that we read about who had the power to perform miracles acknowledged that mm -hmm. it was by God's power or I am just a man, you know, pointing mm -hmm. out that I am just a man. It is by the power of God or in the name of Jesus Christ that this thing has been accomplished. And that's exactly Acts chapter right. 3 tells us that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, when the crowd gathers around after Peter, by God's power, had healed the lame man mm -hmm. and they, you know, wonder what's going on, you know, Peter says, hey, it's not by our authority mm -hmm. or power that we've, this man has been healed. It is by God's power in the name of Jesus Christ, I believe is the way he actually put it. Right? Yes. 
and so not their power. And of course, we're talking about during those times when God was enabling individuals, human beings, to have these miraculous gifts. Exactly. Right. In, in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, it's interesting that, that Jesus gave a parable, a parable to teach his followers that they ought to always pray and not lose heart in those prayers. Right. Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. And he gives this account of the, the, uh, the judge who did not fear God nor regard man. He was obviously an unrighteous judge. And then this widow woman who kept coming to the judge and asking for a particular judgment in her case, whatever the situation was, we're not told what that is or what that was, and that he was rather arrogant and just kept refusing her, her claim until finally he, he, she wore him out. Yeah, and he yes. says, I'm tired of her coming. I'm going to give her what she wants. Yes. And Jesus uses that as an illustration to get across the point you need to keep praying. Mm -hmm. Many times people pray once or they may pray a bunch of times within a short period of time and they don't see the immediate result they're looking for and so they give up. They become forlorn. Right. And Peter, Jesus says, keep praying. Keep praying. Persistence is a key. Well, and again, we have this microwave mentality, especially in our society. <laughs> we want things right now, yes. but God always knows the right time. And we may ask God something in prayer, and we may feel like, well, he wasn't listening, mm -hmm. or he didn't want me to have it. When he's simply saying, no, just not right now. Mm -hmm. And then later, all of a sudden, there's the answer. There it mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And you know, we find a good illustration of that as well, Gary, in Jesus himself. Uh, in Galatians 4, verse 4, I believe is the text where we're told that in the fullness of the time, yes. Jesus came forth born under the law, born of a woman. In other words, as you said, when the time was right. That's right, when the time was right. Mm -hmm. Well, the time is right for us right now to uh, draw our program to a close. Time really flies. We want to encourage our listeners. Think about these practical passages of Scripture that we've been sharing with you over the last several days and think about how they apply to your life personally. And we hope that they are stimulating you to think and to reflect upon your life. We hope that they're going to help to move you to come closer to God. We'd love to send you that free Bible study that we always talk about, that we always offer. And when we say free, it is free. We'll pay the postage. All you have to do is contact us and ask for it. And you can learn how to walk with God faithfully and how to be assured that he will be there with you and for you on a daily basis. We hope to hear from you today. 